0: Welcome back to Cutting Through the Noise podcast. We're going to continue our study in the book of James, just really trying to learn some practical truths. We're going to be in James chapter number one, so if you'd like to find your Bible, go ahead and find that. And the title of the thought this morning is, Do I Find Joy and Blessing During the Trial? Do I find joy and blessing during the trial? We'll be back in just a moment. Welcome back. We're going to be in James chapter number one. Again, learning some more practical truths from the book of James. Before we begin, I would like for us to just recall and remember the context of this portion of Scripture. Verses 1 and 2 kind of give some detail about that. Again, James is the penman, the Holy Spirit of God is the author. And here's what verses 1 and 2 of our text say. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. Again, James is writing unto some individuals that have been scattered. When we go back and, and study a little bit about this group of people, I mean, uh, the Bible tells us that they were scattered, uh, and they were in a great trial, many of them were under persecution, uh, some had been in prison, others were made a public gazing stock, and again, if you go to the book of Hebrews and read chapter number 11, you'll find that some were actually uh, put unto death and so we need to remember the context of this chapter and then verse 2 gives us just a little bit more detail james says my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations again i don't know about you it's hard for me to exercise joy when things are not going well so that's our context Uh, again james is trying to encourage this group and and trying to not just encourage but also exhort and and that's what you and I need today we need to be encouraged but we also need to be exhorted now I want to share with you a truth that I I, I think we could all agree on this morning and the truth is very very simple uh, uh, it is simply this you know it's important to know what God's Word says I think we would all agree uh, we believe that it is important for us to know what God's Word has to say. And I I think that we would also agree on this. Uh, I think that it is much more important after we know it to obey it. Uh, Don't you agree to that? You know, we can measure the effectiveness of our Bible time. Let me repeat that. We can measure the effectiveness of our Bible time by the effect It has on our behavior. In other words, our belief determines our behavior. Hey, if we believe the Bible, we will be willing to adjust our attitudes and our lives and be really conformed to the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if we believe that, we'll be willing to make those adjustments. But anyway, let's jump into our text now. We've got the context. We've got some truth. Uh, Let's see what we can learn from the Word of God. Verse number 19 is where we're going to begin, and and uh, I'll give you some uh, points as we go through this passage of Scripture. James says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Now, there's a colon there, and we'll look at that in just a moment, but, but I, I just wrote in the margin of my Bible, you know, James says we need to be receptive. Uh, we need to be listening. We need to have our receptors up and and, and trying to discern what God is trying to tell us. And I'm a ham radio operator, and I'm always interested in what type of reception uh, we can have on any particular day. And really sometimes what kind of reception we can have in any particular moment of time. And, and really the thing that increases or decreases that, uh, as a ham operator, uh, we call it solar activity. Well, I think we could take that same principle and apply that spiritually and say it's not so much solar activity uh, as it would be spiritual activity. Hey, listen, we need to have our receptors up. We need to be receptive and listening and hearing for the things of God. And James says we need to be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. And and uh, again, one of those has to do with our reception. The other one has to do with our reaction. We need to be swift to hear. We need to be listening for what God has for us. And we say, why? Well, at the conclusion of that verse, there's the colon. And James tells us in verse number 20, For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. You know, many times our reactions... Don't glorify God. Many times our reactions reveal what's in us. And when we don't have a good reception, we're going to have a bad reaction. And so that's what we could say. Uh, A practical truth from James is just uh, let's be cautious and let's be sure about what we receive because it can determine how we react. And now let's go down to verse number 21 here and James begins to give us some more details concerning this thought James says wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and so uh, on that I get I have some more points for for you here verse number 21 uh, James says you know let me give you some details detail number one is we're going to have to resist some things and what we need to resist is we need to lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness I look these words up just again to be practical the word filthiness has to do with impurities and we need to be careful about impurities how many of you have washed your hands today how many have washed them multiple times today and yesterday and this week and and so that's we need to be careful about that we, we need to uh, uh, resist we need to lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness. I looked this up and it just means overflowing wickedness. Boy, with the things that are going on in our world today, if we're not receiving the things from God that we need to be receiving, we're going to have some reactions that are not going to be God-glorifying and God-honoring. So we need to resist, and not only do we need to resist these things, notice what else we find here in the book of James. After superfluity of naughtiness, and it said, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. And so not only should we be receiving some things, we need to resist some things, but we need to be willing again to receive with meekness. You know what? We're going to have to be humble to hear anything from God. I go back to Second Chronicles 7, 14. If my people, which are called by my name, hey, listen, she'll humble themselves. Hey, when we get ourselves in the right position, we will begin to have our receptors up. We'll begin to hear things that we haven't heard before. So we need to be willing to resist some things. We need to receive with meekness the engrafted word. And when we talk about the engrafted word, it's not just something on our head. It goes from our head to our heart. We need to hide God's word in our heart. Why? That we might not sin against him. And then also, as we continue down, James gives us some details. But in verse number 22, we actually find a directive. Notice what James says. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. So we need to have this resolve. Resist, receive, receive. And have this resolve in our hearts and lives that, you know what, we're not just going to study the Bible. And that's a good question. You know, do you find joy in doing God's Word? Or do you find joy in studying God's Word? Or is it just a bunch of facts? Another thought, do you find joy in doing God's Word? Or is it a burden? You know, in times like these, it may get past a burden, and it could become abandoned. Another thought: Do you find joy in doing in doing God's word, or is it just something I do, and it's kind of a drudgery? Well, I tell you what: when we get this resolve in our lives, it's going to make a difference. Now, let's continue on. We'll come back to those thoughts in just a moment because James gives us a description of an individual that we read about or individuals that we can read about here in the word of God, uh, that, that do not or have not begin to receive, uh, with meekness, this engrafted word and, and and they have not become doers of the word. Look at verse 23 for if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, He is likened to a man beholding his natural face in a glass. Uh, For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way in straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. And so again, James gives this description about an individual that hears the word of God, but he refuses to do the word of God. And he says he's like a man beholding his natural face in a glass. In other words, it's almost like we get up in the morning and we look in a mirror and, and I don't know about you. We don't need a lot of detail. But, you know, usually when we first get up, we're, we're usually not presentable. Uh, I'll word it like that. Some, and, and if we get past usually not presentable, uh, we're just really kind of scary. And if we were to look in the mirror and see some defects and see some things that probably needed to be attended to, that's what this verse is describing. If we see it and do nothing, that's what it is. We look into, we behold His natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. In other words, we see something that needs to be looked at or see something that needs to be adjusted. But because we're not willing to, with meekness, receive it, we resist it and we refuse it and we simply walk away. And and that just means that we're unchanged were unchanged. And so James, again, gives us some practical truths. Hey, listen, we need to have our receptors up, uh, some spiritual activity. It's not solar activity like ham radio, it's spiritual activity. Are we listening to God and are we speaking to God? Uh, I I usually find that, that when I speak to him, he's very good to answer And so we need to have some spiritual activity. We need to have our receptors up. We need to resist some things. We need to be swift and slow. We need to receive. And then we need to get to this last thing. And that is our resolve. Notice what the Bible tells us. I'm going to go back to verse number 25 here. And we'll get down to our conclusion and our final thought. Notice what James says, verse 25. But whoso, I like that, man, woman, boy, or girl, But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deeds. Again, there's our title. Finding joy and blessing, not after the trial, but in the trial. During the trial, doing What God wants us to do. That's where the joy and the blessing will come from. And so there's a neat word here. Notice what it says. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continue with therein, there's the resolve. Hey, when the trials come, when the testings come, you and I need to have that resolve to simply do. But a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. We need to have that resolve to regardless of what happens, regardless of what's going on. We just need to be determined. You know what? I'm just going to do what God wants. I'm going to do what the Bible says simply because, number one, I want to glorify him. And number two, I want to be blessed and not just want to be blessed, but I want to be a blessing that's the key you know this resolve is showing up Uh, i'll just tell you uh, these are tragic times and it's a testing time and a hard time but i'm a little bit excited because we see this resolve showing up you know we're not able to assemble together in a uh, geographical location Uh, we can't all meet together in a building somewhere someplace in your town, in my town, whatever that may be. But I'm telling you what, there's some resolve showing up and it's showing up and and folks are really beginning to shine. You know what I've learned about this resolve? This resolve has a voice and we hear it through social media. And not only does this resolve have a voice, this resolve has a vision. I mean, folks are determined and and they're resolved that they're going to continue on. And their resolve that they are going to move forward. And and and, and I asked the question, where do we see it? Where do we see this resolve and, and 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 why do we see it? Well, number one, where we see it, we just go to Facebook, go to YouTube, go to any social media channel, and you see this resolve showing up, and folks are beginning to shine, and they have a voice. And they're determined that they're going to do the word of God, which is the will of God. You know, uh, and 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 why it's showing up is because of opportunity. You know, when we were meeting in our buildings, and when we were meeting behind those closed doors that were once opened, when we were assembled together, you know, not everybody has an opportunity to do or not everybody has an opportunity to have a voice but boy now that god has really kind of made us reconsider and god has caused us to ponder to have a priority about what's really important the opportunities and the voices are beginning to show forth Uh, boy i tell you what i'll just talk about a young lady in our church a young family and And my wife is so excited. We have a little hand puppet and we call him Bugs. And when this first began, we grabbed Bugs off the shelf at the church and I was bringing it home. And my wife, Miss Sherry, she said, why are you getting that? I said, well, because you're going to do something for the kids. And she's like, oh, boy. Well, we haven't, we didn't even get a skit together. We didn't have an opportunity to even write anything down. And all of a sudden, a young lady in our church started Sunday school on Facebook Live. Resolved. She's got a voice. And she's determined. Why? Because God gave her an opportunity. You know what? And it's not just her with Sunday school. We have church family. Pastor Stanley's driving around and going around visiting all the folks. And, hey, listen, we have uh, young folk that are standing up, live stream, quoting God's word and doing memory verses. And, hey, listen, we have families in the church. And and it's not just Friendship Baptist Church. There are families globally that are uniting together as a family and they're singing gospel songs and gospel hymns. And and boy, it's an amazing, you say, why is all this happening? Because of opportunity. God has given opportunity for all of us to be determined and to have some resolve. God has given opportunity for us to have a voice. God has given opportunity for us to have a vision. Hey, listen, I'll go back to our thought here, our questions. Do I find joy in doing God's word or is it a bunch of facts? I'm going to take all those negatives away and word it like this. Do I find joy in doing God's word because? And the answer is yes, because it's a focal point in my life. Do I find joy in doing God's word because it's no longer a burden, it's a blessing? Do I find joy in doing God's word? Not because I... Have to, but because I get to, and it's my delight. Hey, listen, I just want to encourage you this morning, not just encourage you, but I want to exhort you. Hey, listen, let's do what the Bible says. Thanks for listening. Let's close in prayer. Father, again, I love you. Thank you for the opportunities that you give us to have a voice. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunities that you give us to shine.